There are moments in life that stop time. This is one of those moments. An opportunity to look back on a man's life. The impact, the legacy. You control what you can control. I can't, you know, the Achilles injury can't control that. I mean, I did everything humanly possible to be ready every single night. Something like that happens, it's out of your control. It, it is what it is. How do you reset and rehabilitate yourself and come back? I mean, no, that's a serious injury. Yeah. And for a, a, a normal person, at that point, that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're not going to go through the rehab, you're not going to do all that work to try to come back. What drives you to come back? The process of it. I'm going to see if I can. I don't know if I can. I, don't, I, I didn't know if I could come back from that. I wanted to find out. I want to find out. I want to see. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I always do. I just break everything down to its smallest form, smallest detail, and go after it. So you never got in front of yourself? Oh, of course I did. When I did, that's when I had those moments of self-doubt because you, you're thinking of the end goal. Right. right. So I had to check myself and say, okay, focus on now. And that's a constant dance. It, it happens, happens all the time. It happens for me now. Right, with the shoulder and stuff, and being in the doctor's office and saying hey, this is a nine-month process, and I just go, <laughs> I just did this. <laughs> like I just did this. Nine months. I just did nine months. I gotta do it again. But you reset. Yeah, it's just like you know, day by day, day by day, and just one day at a time. Thoughts and prayers go out to Kobe's family and to the loved ones in his life. May we all take time to slow down and to recognize the importance of life, the importance of every single day, never taking anything for granted and recognizing we are all writing a story. Understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there, right? So they taught me that at a really early age, man. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, and all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. Yeah. Who was more influential for you, your father or mother? It, both were influential at different points. Yeah. Right. My, uh, my mom was there on a daily basis. Uh, my father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, I, you know, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old in a very prominent summer league in Philadelphia called the Sunny Hill League. Where my father played, my uncle played, and they were like all-time greats yeah. and such stuff. And Will Chamberlain played in the league, you know, uh, Earl of Pro Monroe played in the league. And here I come playing, and I don't score one point the entire summer. Really? Not one. How old were you? 11, 10, 11. You're playing against other 10, 11 year olds? Uh -huh. or, and you didn't score once? Not one. Were you in the game? I was in the game. How'd you not score? Because I was terrible. Really? Yeah. 
That at 10, 11 years old, you were that terrible. Awful. I mean, I, you know, and I had these big knee pads on because I was no. growing really fast. And I had socks all the way up here, and I had like the high top skinny, fade, yeah. like skinny as hell. And I scored not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it and being upset about it. And my father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to a child. Because from wow. there, I was like, okay, that gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security there. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. <laughs> but Kobe Bryant has written one of the most incredible stories in the history of sports. The impact that he has had on all generations. Everybody take a moment and think of your favorite memory of him and a smile will come to your face. You know, Allen Iverson, who was a phenomenal player with the 76ers, famously ranted about, you know, when asked by a reporter about missing practice, and he just went, you know, practice, we're talking about practice. I mean, it's practice, not a game. I mean, it was classic. He went on for yeah, minutes. Yeah. You know, the Iverson approach is not the Kobe Bryant approach. You. You really focused on practice. Tell us what you brought to practice and how you sort of made that standard for the rest of your team. Well, I mean, here, here's why practice was important to me. Not from a, just the standpoint that I enjoyed playing. Like, I enjoyed being there. Um, I enjoyed getting better. But as a leader of a team, it's also your responsibility to elevate the rest of the guys. And what people tend to get stuck on a lot is saying, okay, the way to make players better is to pass them the ball when they're open. That's a very trivial way to look at things. What you have to do is you have to get them emotionally to want to be better. You, want, you, you have to get them to an emotional space where they wake up every morning driven to be the best version of themselves. Right? And how do you do that? And in practice, for me, it was a chance to, to drive them, to challenge them. Right, if you're, and this is where you have to know your teammates, because if it's late, we just had a back-to-back, -back and we had practice the next day, and you show up, and guys don't feel like going through the motions, don't feel like practicing. It's important to know each and every one of them individually, personally, because then you know what nerve to touch. Some guys, it's like, okay, come on, let's, you know, we can do this. That'll get them going. Other guys, no. You got to figure out what button to push. You know, Powell is always spanned. If I tell them how they lost in a gold medal to us and how they're going to lose again, how I'm going to beat your ass in practice just like I beat you in a gold medal game, oh, that, oh he'd hate that. <laughs> he'd hate that. But that's what practice was. You have to drive them. You absolutely have to. And if practice is more intense and harder than a game seven will be, then a game seven will be easy. But if it's not, then that's when teams start folding and capitulating. He will forever be known as one of the greatest to ever walk the face of the earth. May his legacy inspire you to embrace and to live every single day to its fullest. Legacy. Mamba forever.